Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Real Talk About Feminism podcast. This is episode 56, and today we have a guest. We're joined by Rini Khanna. She is a clinical herbalist, and she's going to share some really great advice and tips for us on how we can be empowered in our cycle and our period instead of just thinking of it as like a curse, because that's how we've been taught growing up. Right. Yeah. Um, let's just dive into the interview. We're so excited for this one and we hope you guys enjoy it. So let's dive in. Thank you so much for sitting down with us today, Rini. We are super excited to talk to you. Likewise. So we just are so interested in what you do. Do you want to explain to our listeners, because we've looked at your Instagram, you know, we know your background a little bit. So just fill us in. What is it that you do? So I'm a clinical herbalist. Uh, so, you know, I was I was doing my stuff. I was doing ancient medicine. And I came across this wisdom about women's periods and their menstrual cycles. And it blew my mind because it was a game changer. Um, and it literally, I took what I learned about that and what I know about Ayurveda. So Ayurveda is a uh, ancient Indian medicinal system. And um, the stuff that I was learning was all Western herbalism and Western uh, ancient medicine. And when I combined the two, I came up with an amazing way of helping women stop painful periods and PMS because they could start to, um, they could start to, I guess, um, uh, give me a second. They can start to nourish themselves differently. That's the word I'm looking for, nourish. They can start to nourish themselves differently for each phase of their menstrual cycle. And once they started to do this, they just felt better overall. They felt more energetic. They felt in alignment. And then the period pain just disappeared. That's amazing. So we've talked about this before, but Haley is not on any birth control right now, and I'm not either. And we track our cycles with the Flow app. And so it gives us like, you're in this phase of your cycle. This is how you will probably be feeling. So that kind of sounds like the work that you do. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Because if you think about it, what I tell women is your hormones fluctuate throughout your cycle. Your hormones are the control center for your entire body. They control your sleep cycles, your digestion, your mood, your energy. Everything's controlled by hormones. If they're changing throughout your cycle, you're pretty much a different person in every phase of your cycle. Yeah. I think that that's really cool because the general kind of mood around periods is like, oh, I hate my period. Like I have the worst cramps. I'm so moody, all this stuff. But like when we actually learn about our cycle and the different things around each day, how we could be feeling, it's really important. And they don't really teach that in school or just in general. And so I think it's really important and what you're doing is really cool. Yeah. And the remedies are like, oh, take a mitle and here's a heating pad. Like that's it. So I'm super interested in this. Yeah. Well, so, and that was the thing for me. Like I was like, so this is like an integral part of being a woman. Right. And this is how right. humanity progresses. We have a period. That's how we create more humans. So why are we being told to just suck it up and move on when we're having this pain? We've got to be missing something. Um, and that's why I was like, when I got this wisdom, I was like, every woman needs to know this. Like, why wasn't I told this when I was 12 years old? Because it changes the way you look at yourself. Because what happens to women is because we're cyclical, but we live in a linear patriarch. So you're, here's the line. You got to show up like this consistently every single day. 
But when you're cyclical and you can't do that, you start to think, oh, I have these ups and downs. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just be like I was last week? And it chips away at your self-esteem. And that's, to me, was like the most important thing. Because I was like, we we feel bad about ourselves. And then we curse our period. Because we're like, well, the damn period, it gets in the way. It makes me better. It makes me moody. But if you were a plant and you weren't thriving, we wouldn't blame the plant. We wouldn't be like, oh, what's wrong with the plant? We'd be like, we would change the environment, change the soil, change the sunlight, change the water. You're the same way. You are cyclical. You have this cycle, but you're trying to fit into something that isn't accepting your cyclical nature and you're blaming yourself. That would be like blaming the plant. You actually need to create a life that serves your cyclical nature um, and it changes everything. I love that analogy. So you were so passionate about this topic, helping women around the world ease period pain and PMS symptoms. Did that lead to love your moon cycle? Yeah, that's exactly what okay. happened. So I started off as, as a herbalist and I was doing my thing. But when I came across this, I shut down my clinic. I was like, no, every woman needs to hear about this and know about it. Even if they're not fully into it, there's just like women will tell me like, I just picked up one bit of wisdom and already it changed everything for me. So my goal was like, I just want women everywhere to to just start to see their cycle differently because your period isn't a curse. And what's amazing about this is that once you get into it, you're like, actually, it's a superpower. What I thought was a curse all along is actually my superpower because there's so many things you learn about yourself and um, there's magic in each phase of your cycle, right? So um, the way I describe a woman's cycle is that we have four seasons. So when you have your period, it's winter. So you're in hibernation, you want to be still, you don't even want to move around. You feel so heavy and you have cramps. Like you just want to be like Mother Nature, right? Like she's in her roots. That's your root chakra that's activated, right? You're in your roots. You're still. As you come off your period, it's your spring. Like you have this, like you feel refreshed and renewed. Like you have this energy all of a sudden, just like spring, right? Mm-hmm. And you're in that growth phase. Everything grows in the spring. Then you hit ovulation, which is your inner summer when everything is in full bloom, you're in your heat. If you think about it from a biological perspective, you're hot, you're outwardly aligned, you're looking to mate, you're you're trying to be out there, you're shiny, you're bright, you want to be seen, we call it the full moon. As you you go into PMS, which is your inner autumn. This is when you're releasing. This is why you have mood swings. This is why you have cravings, because you're trying to release things just like Mother Nature. She's releasing the leaves she's she had her summer she was in full bloom and now she's releasing and getting ready to hibernate that's exactly what a woman is um and so once you think about it that way you wouldn't expect mother nature to give you fruits in the winter so why do you expect yourself to be be your summer person showing up in your when you're in your winter right yeah and then if you take it a step further each season has its own magic. It has its own power. So if you start to embrace that, that's when it becomes your superpower. That was the part that blew me away. I was like, oh, so there's actually magic in each part. But we are trying to show up where we are in ovulation is what we try and show up all the time. But we can't do that. We're not superwoman, right? In ovulation, you are superwoman. <laughs> you are, right? You have so much energy, yeah. you have so many things. So we're trying to show up that way all the time instead of embracing the magic of each season. 
I love that. It's easy to grasp. Like it's tangible. That's really easy to understand. And you mentioned we're always told to just suck it up. But hearing this, there's reasons why that's not okay because we shouldn't be told that. We're allowed to feel the ways that our body is telling us why we're feeling it. Exactly, right? Your body is your guide. And that's the biggest thing because then you start to tune into the wisdom of your body and you become super intuitive and you start to just know things and listen to things. And you talked about charting. So when my clients come to me, I have them chart in in four different ways. So of course there's the physical, like what's going on with you physically, chart all of that, cravings, um, you know, uh, whether you're feeling tired, whatever, chart that. But you also want to chart your emotions. So how are you feeling every day emotionally? Um, You also want to chart your mental state. So are you foggy? Are you um, quick-witted? Do you, you know, um, are you going down memory lane? Like mentally, where are you at? What are your dreams like? Are you intuitive? Are you more rational? You also, the last thing you want to do is um, you want to chart socially how you feel. So one, how do you feel socially? Do you want to be around people? Do you want to be alone? Is Are people irritating you? What's going on for you? But then what's also happening? What is like the coincidences or is there any serendipity coming up in your life? Um, what situations are arising? You'll actually notice that you're attracting situations in your life based on your cycle as well. It's, wow, it's so cool. That way. Yeah, it changes the whole game. Start charting like that in those four um, categories and everything changes. Wow. I love that. Oh my gosh. I feel like this is really empowering for women to be able to finally understand our bodies fully because we're never taught this in school. We're just taught you have a period once a month. It's for this reason and you're going to feel crappy probably. But this is really cool to have more information to be more intuitive with our bodies and our minds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was the part that I was like, no one... We don't talk about it this way. No. We never talk about this in school. And it's actually ancient wisdom. So it's not some kind of new scientific discovery. This is, I mean, for years. And I thought about it logically. I was like, so you're telling me like 200 years ago, before painkillers, women were just in pain all the time? Like, is this how, I, I, I'm sure they had a way, right? Right. They had to have, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So when I started to dig into it, I was like, wow, they did so many things. I don't know if if... You're familiar with the red tent uh, rituals? No. So this is, it's a red tent is where women go when they have their period. So when they go there, they're meant to be pampered and taken care of by the other women who are not on their period. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So your period is actually a time to connect with the divine. You're, that's why you want to be still. You want to meditate. You want to turn fully inwards. These women would go to this red tent to get away from everyone. And connect with divine. Because if you think about nature, you receive a seed of or inspiration or an idea, right? So anyone who does even manifestation, this is the new moon, this is where you set your intentions. This is where you figure out exactly what you want, right? As you come off of that, you're going to come out into back into the world and you're going to start to implement that seed or plant that seed and watch it grow up spring, right? So this is when you start to take action. And if you're tuned into your body, if you've taken that downtime to really tune into your body, your action will be inspired action. You're going to do the things that intuitively are like, oh, I should go here. I should do that or call this person. And then you get into summer. Um, so I actually see it as you go through your chakras, through your cycle. Okay. So um, you start in your root and you come up spring is, is sacral and solar plexus. 
when you're ovulating, you're in your heart chakra. You're trying to connect to other people, right? That's how we connect through the heart. So you're in your heart chakra. This is where you open up your heart to receive your manifestation. Whatever you've done all the work for, you're receiving it through the heart chakra. Then you're moving up into throat and third eye. This is like the intuitive, the unseen, and the inner critic. It's like, oh, I like my manifestation, but I want this, or I don't like this, or I don't want that. You're starting to get really clear on what you don't like, what you don't want. That's why we get moody. That's why we snap at people, because all of this energy is coming in, like, I don't like this, I don't like that, and we just let it out. There's so many ways to channel that um, in a way that it serves you, as opposed to just projecting it onto someone else. So once you know what you want, you go back to the red tent, and you plant a new seed, and you take that time alone in solitude. Wow. It amazes me how connected like our minds, our bodies, the energy around us is like it all flows if you're intentional about it from what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I say. It's, I, I call my course, know your flow because we all have that flow. And once you're in flow. Um, so the reason that we don't, the reason, first of all, that we feel pain is because we have resistance. Resistance is what causes pain, whether it's um, physical pain or emotional pain or, you know, like mental pain, it's all of always resistance, right? So once you let go of the resistance, you embrace your cycle, you know, your flow, the pain has to go away. It just, that's how it is. Wow. Interesting. We're going to touch more on that later. You, in our previous discussions, we've talked a little bit about how you love helping women embrace their periods. And we've talked about this already. What tips do you have to embrace periods? Ah, um, I would say the number one thing is find the magic in each phase and em- embrace that magic. So when you're on your period, take solitude. Like I know it's hard, um, especially if you have like commitments or whatever, but I always tell women, get out ahead of it. So know when you have your period and don't plan things. Don't plan to be out and about and, and doing all sorts of things. Take the downtime, two to three days of solitude. There are countries around the world now where women are given two to three days off every single month for their period. Yeah. Wow. I'm moving there. (laughs) Seriously. It's it's mostly it's in Asia. Europe is starting to talk about it. North America, we're like not even anywhere close to that. Way behind. Yeah. We're not thinking that way. So embrace that. And then when you come off your period, start to like embrace that magic of that spring feeling and doing new things and taking action and like really like just being bold and out there your masculine energy comes alive in that first half of your cycle it's all about doing it's all about action it's all about being bold and putting yourself out there um and then in in ovulation i mean i i don't know i love ovulation time because you feel energetic and actually i tell women you could, that's your cheat days when you're ovulating because your digestive fires are really strong. So if you're like wanting to indulge, do it during ovulation. It'll have less of an impact. Um, and then the PMS phase, I think this is the hardest one for women to embrace. Your feminine energies are alive. And these are energies of like reflection, of slowing down, of renewing yourself, of rejuvenating. But we live in a go, go, go society where it's like, what are you doing? What's your GDP? What's your growth? Don't stop to reflect. But when you don't stop to reflect, you just you get in a hamster wheel and you're you're spinning, right? So embrace your feminine energies, reflect, get creative. Journal is a big one. Um, during PMS, if you start to journal, 
your whole life will start to make sense. If you just do it for like even five days during PMS journal, you'll start to make sense of your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. I like how you brought up the world we live in as being very go, go, go. What are you doing at all times of the day? And I'm thinking for myself, I feel so tired when I'm PMSing and it makes sense because I don't rest. Mm -hmm. And it's my body's way of saying, you need to, you need to take time for yourself. Be mindful in this time. Yeah. And like a quick way of thinking about it is like really go into your feminine energies, right? Like that's why it's like, take a bath, get a massage, like do all of that self-care stuff, relax, rest, play. That's all feminine energies that we we really have trouble embracing in in this day. Yeah. Yeah, I really do. Could you talk a little bit more about the masculine versus feminine energy? I'm really interested in that. Absolutely. A um, masculine energy. So I usually draw it. I wish I could draw it out, but you'll see it on my Instagram. Um, it's your cycle can literally sit right on that yin yang symbol. And if you look at it, that first half of your cycle is like the white part, the masculine part. And then the second half, the PMS is all the, the black part, the feminine side of it so masculine is like kinetic energy it's about being out there connecting with others it's doing it's all the action stuff whereas feminine she's more in she's the unseen she's the magical the mystical the third eye the throat the truth um and so that's a time to like really turn inwards so what happens to women and when their feminine feminine energy comes alive their inner world is is just going crazy it's buzzing with energy this is why we get anxiety. This is why we get emotional because all this stuff is coming in through your third eye and you don't know how to process it. We don't talk, we're so rational in our society, right? That's masculine energy, being rational. Uh, feminine is more emotional, it's more intuitive. There's never explanations around everything, right? So I think we have to learn how to just be with that emotion be and be okay with it. Um, as opposed to thinking everything has to be rational. And I'll give you an example. When I started this business, I just, uh, I was in this group. Uh, it was kind of like a, a workshop or a seminar and you had to declare a goal. And I was like, oh my God, I don't have a goal, but here's my goal. Cause I just thought about this and I was like, I want to make a course that teaches women all about their periods, but I have no idea how to do it, how to get it out there or, or anything. I'm, I'm a herbalist in the clinic. Um, and so I, while I was on, I was in PMS phase of my cycle, I literally had a dream and I woke up and I was like, I need to connect with this woman who can help me get this off the ground. Um, and she literally right then sends me an email and she has this program and I'm like, you can sign up. And I'm like, okay, I got to sign up. And I go to sign up and it's some exorbitant amount of money. So like, I'm just going to go back to bed. There's no way I'm putting out this money. And I was like, well, I can't teach women to tune into their intuition and follow their gut if I'm not doing it myself. I got to put my money where my mouth is. So I bought this thing and I went to bed and I woke up the next morning with like buyer's remorse because I don't even know what I purchased. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> not going to look at my email. I didn't check my email till like three o'clock in the afternoon. And when I went in there, it literally laid it out. She lays it out for you and you get sessions with her on how to get your business off the ground, how to get out there and how to put a course out there. And I was like, wow, like no amount of rational thinking would have led me to that decision. There was no way I would have ever done that if I thought about it logically. 
but we're not used to thinking that those kinds of intuitive choices are easy to make or are correct all the time, right? We question them. We second guess them. We do quite a lot. I'm thinking of several decisions I've made that I'm like second guessing still. And it's been a little bit. <laughs> right. Because again, we don't, we don't make decisions that way in our society. We're like pros and cons and like what is mm-hmm. going to happen? What's the likelihood? What's, you know, what's the, the chances of something happening? We're always looking at numbers. Yeah, just leaning into the the other side of our life, like the spiritual side, the divine side in dreams. Like we've talked about this on our podcast, but I really love trying to analyze my dreams. And like, there's so many messages that we can get if we lean into another part of ourselves. And like you're talking about, like learn about our cycles, learn about everything that our body's trying to teach us. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much wisdom there, right? Like our DNA is ancient, right? So it's right. telling us so much. And I yeah. love that you brought up dreams because that's another thing you can do when you're in the PMS phase of your cycle is start to write down your dreams if you can remember them. And when you're dreaming, it's not about what happens. We're always, again, we go into our analytical mind. We're like, what happened in the dream? What does this mean? Why did this person? But your dreams are actually about the emotion. When you wake up and you have a feeling from your dream, you want to anchor into the vibration of that feeling because your dream is trying to help you manifest something or not manifest something. It's showing you, but it's about the emotion you feel as much as it is about like, you know, digging into that dream analytically. Um, And I think, again, we overlook that feminine aspect of it. For sure. Yeah. You connect periods and cycles with the moon and the moon's energy. Could you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. So when we're on our period, it's considered a new moon. So if you think about the new moon um, or the no moon, it's dark. She's hidden. She doesn't want to be seen. Kind of sounds like a woman on her period, right? (laughs) (laughs) So that's your new moon. And that's why you're setting intentions when you're on your period. As you come off, it goes into the waxing moon phase. So the moon is starting to show a little bit more of herself. And that's what a woman coming off her period, she's getting back out there and she wants to interact with people and connect with people and and start to be seen. Mm -hmm. And then ovulation is the full moon. Full moon is shiny, bright. Sometimes you can't even miss it, right? Like, you know, when you're ovulating and you're like, look at me, everybody. Like, (laughs) yeah. You're like, I wish I could see everyone I know today, right? So that's the full moon. You're in your full moon. And then it goes into the waning moon and you start to kind of go back into that of I don't want to be seen and, and go back into your cocoon. I, I call it cocoon because um, you're kind of like taking all of the lessons from one cycle, going into your cocoon and then coming out as a butterfly. Someone new, you've made sense of, of the lessons in the cycle. That's really cool. I know, like, I'm thinking of The Office, right? I don't know if you watch The Office, but in it, Dwight says something like, I wish I was a woman because I could track my life with the moon. So it just is making me think, like, there's a lot of metaphors with women's cycles and the moon. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, right? Yeah, there is a lot, a lot. And a lot of women will sync up with the moon, too. I don't know if you've heard of this. But um, they they actually have names for it. So if you bleed on a new moon and you ovulate on a full moon, then you're perfectly synced up with the moon, right? Wow, yeah. Or or you could be the exact opposite. So you could be bleeding during a full moon 
and you could be ovulating during the new moon, then you're the exact opposite. And those women back in the day were considered to be the healers. So when we talked about the red tents, those were the women who were running the red tents because they're ovulating and they have the energy to take care of the women who are on their periods. So um, we always talk about women, like when they live together, their cycles sync up or like you sync up. I'm right. I bet you guys, right? (laughs) Um, So some women will actually sink to the opposite of you. They'll sink to the opposite of the women that they're around. And they're the ones who are the healers, the ones who are taking care of of the other women when they're, when they have their periods. I love that. I do too. Yeah. We have two other sisters. So growing up, our mom and all four of us were always synced up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Right. And then you can like, I guess also for women, like, I don't know, this just came to my head, but I'm like, if you're all synced up, you can like set intentions together and like yeah. journal and like process emotions together. But again, we never think about life that way. We keep our emotions to ourselves. And mm-hmm. Right. And how amazing would that be if this is what was taught in schools when you learn about what your period is? Like, if we were taught how to harness the energy and how to be intentional and learn about our bodies in that time, instead of just learning about all the negatives, that would be so amazing. Right. And I feel like in school, it it gets brought down to a very biological thing and it makes women feel like this is the only purpose and almost makes, I'm sure back in the day, I think we've progressed, but they felt like that was their only purpose. Like I'm here, I have pain and I have to have, I get pregnant and I, go through labor it's all it sounds so painful and right and that's all we're ever taught yeah yeah it really is what advice do you have or like what remedies do you have for super painful periods or pms symptoms oh it really depends on the pms symptoms but i say for women if you're having pms symptoms the best thing you can do is eat for your cycle um, and so it, it, it really varies based on your body type, but as a general rule of thumb, eat lighter during the first half of your cycle, just eat lighter. And then the second half, you can eat heavier. Um, if you start to do this, you'll start the cravings, the bloating, all of that, the headaches, that stuff will start to dissipate. The, for cramps, I think cramps is probably like the most common and most challenging thing I've seen come up. Um, castor oil packs are great. Like you just, you make the castor oil pack and then you put a heating pad on top. Um, there are some herbs, like I always say, I have to caveat and say like, check with a herbalist or check with wherever you're purchasing from. But um, Jamaican dogwood and cramp bark, it's called cramp bark for a reason, um, are really good herbs that kind of help with cramps. Okay. Good to know. What about for like the emotional mental part, Ooh. like the mood swings, the snapping at people? Great question. Um, journaling, number one, right? So we have a tendency in our society because we're so outwardly focused. We tend to think our emotions are also a result of what's happening around us. But oftentimes they're coming up because of past trauma, right? It's not necessarily the, the experience that you're having, but it's some story you've created in your mind. And then that experience triggers the story and then you have the emotion. So instead of projecting it on the outside situation, you turn inwards with the emotion and you start to journal and you start to write it out because the emotion shows you what you don't want and what you don't want ultimately tells you what you do want. Mm -hmm. That's the use of the emotion. That's why we have the emotion, right? So that's what you want to do. The other thing you want to do is transmute. 
So anger is actually just passion gone wrong. So anger is, we consider it in Ayurveda, it's a fire emotion. Fire can destroy everything in its path, or it can create, you can cook a meal with fire, right? You can like create things using heat and fire. So you want it when it's destroying everything, it's anger. When it's creating, it's passion. So when you feel angry, it's because you want to create something new. And so you want to move that anger into that place of passion. Anxiety, which is the second one that comes up a lot. Anxiety is just imagination gone wrong. So like I was saying, your third eye is active. You're getting all of this stuff coming in from divine energy. You want to take those ideas and allow them to form. You might just turn them into something negative. Let's say you have this idea of, I don't know, calling, calling someone you have a crush on, let's just say. And you're like, oh, you know, I'm inspired to do this. But then you're going to turn that into anxiety. Oh, I'm not good enough. Or this might happen or that might. And then you go, you you take that imaginative, creative idea and you spiral it downwards into anxiety. So again, anxiety, you need to bring it back into imagination. Um, And then the last one is sadness. This is what a lot of women feel really sad right before your period. Um, And sadness is about transformation. It's really about like deep, rooted change sadness and grief um, despair all of those are really deep rooted emotions that need you to really dig deep and structurally change something in your life whether it's a job a relationship actually most of the time it's changing something about yourself or something that you believe about yourself so yeah journaling them out and transmuting the emotions is usually the best way to deal with it I like that. Like using the journaling as a way to figure out what you actually are feeling and what you actually want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It becomes game changing because I've had clients come to me where they've destroyed relationships because of PMS, right? They just PMS so bad. They just want to snap at everyone. Um, I had one client who she actually broke, like she she didn't break the engagement. He broke the engagement. Um, because of her PMS mood swings were so bad and she's not been able to get engaged again. Cause now it's, it's the story she tells herself, right. And now she's, she's kind of stuck in that. Um, but we kind of had to go like really journal and she started to, to just realize things about herself and her life. Um, and once you make those changes, everything changes. Wow. I love that. I can definitely see like reflecting on myself just now how that could help me and how I could turn it into more of a positive thing and more of a time for self-reflection. And I'm definitely going to start doing that. Me too. (laughs) I would love to hear how that goes. Like just journal. And like the thing I tell people, if they've never journaled before, like when I first started, like, again, I go into my rational head. Okay. What do I write about? It's like writing a story, but journaling is like, this is where you go into your feminine energy doesn't even have to make sense. Just keep writing whatever. It's like, let your hand figure it out and do the thinking. Don't let your brain get involved because then you're writing from the heart, right? You're really seeing, getting to the heart of it. That's probably the best way to say it. Oh, I love that. I do too. We've been having so many conversations about holding each other accountable. Like we need to journal in the morning or at night, or like I've been trying to just write an intention for the day in the morning and then journal at night, but it is so hard. And after hearing this, it's like, I want to get in touch with myself. Like, I feel like I actually have a reason to, instead of just, oh, I should do this. Yeah. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. You need that inspiration, right? To 
because otherwise we're everyone's like oh journal it's so good to do and it's like why right yeah <laughs> now we know why yeah <laughs> exactly this is why because what your emotions are a whole guidance system right like we are so trapped in our basically what I see with most of my clients is they come in and they have an emotion which leads to a thought which then creates more of that same emotion, which then creates a worse thought, which creates a deeper emotion. And they keep, think of, they're just spiraling all the way down between thought and emotion, thought and emotion. But if you stopped for a second and let, let it, the emotion just go through you before having a thought, before judging it, before going anywhere with it, that's what journaling does. It just lets the emotion flow out and speak what it wants to say. Cause it's not going to go away until it says what it wants to say or tell you what it's there to tell you, right? Right. right. There for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's looking out for your best interests, but your thoughts get the best of you. Yeah. Rini, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I just, you know, for me, the main reason I do this work is because I just want women everywhere to, to stop beating up on themselves for, for being cyclical, for feeling these emotions, for not being able to show up to places because they have cramps or back pain. Um, this is who you are. It's time that women everywhere embraced it and supported each other around it and really built that connection. Like some of the things I tell moms when when the mom I'm like you need to tell like all all the women in your group when you have your period so they can support you so they can do the carpool when you have your period and you can do it for them like we need to start supporting each other more so for me if more women start talking about it and talking openly about it um I think that's the best thing I would want women to start doing that's the best place for us to start Oh, I love that. It's all about lifting each other up, helping each other out. And that's how we can all together build each other up and just, yeah. it's so powerful. I love it. Right? Yeah. We move as a group, right? Yeah. I, we did in ancient times. So like, why not continue that? Right now. And if you think about it, sorry, just to go back to that masculine and feminine energy, we're, we, we lived in a patriarch. I'm saying lived because I feel like it's becoming way more feminine now than it was even a year ago or two years ago. But masculine energy is all about being individual and individuality, right? The feminine is about finding things that are the same and connecting those, right? So yeah. this is where we're headed. We're headed into that place where we can support each other. It's really exciting. I love that. <laughs> well, why don't you share where our listeners can find you, your Instagram, your website, Absolutely. Um, so I have some freebies they can download at www.loveyourmooncycle.com. Um, find me on Instagram at loveyourmooncycle. And I just joined TikTok as well. So I'll be posting like lots of informational videos there. And I'm loving TikTok. It's so cool. Awesome. I will be sure to follow you. <laughs> Thank you. This was so enjoyable. It was so nice to, to connect with you and, and chat today. <laughs>